Hello, queens. You're listening to words of wisdom from your queen, Yolanda Thomas. But hello, 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 my beautiful queens. You know, today is just, it's been one of those days. It's not, it hasn't been a bad day. It hasn't been a bad day. It seemed like it's been one of them slow moving days. You know, just one of them days that seem like, Lord have mercy, where is seven o'clock? Where is five o'clock? Where is 12 o'clock? But even in the midst of it, I just took the time and I was like, okay, Lord, what is it that you want to say to your queens tonight? Because, you know, things seems, it just seemed like they're moving so slow. It seems like, you know, we've been in this press, we've been in this oppression, we've been in this depression, we've been in this funk, some of us, for so long that it seems like, man, you know, you could taste you can taste the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You can see it in your dreams. You can feel it. It is so near. It is so real that when you wake up, you actually expect to see it in your bank account to where if they did take the 10000 we wouldn't even see it, you know, not that we would notice it, but, it, you know, it's one of those things that, man, you know, but I just was, I was thinking about it and I was like, Lord, what is it? What is it that's that's causing that, mm, that, that tortoise type of movement to go on? Even though we know in the parable of the tortoise and the hare, we know that the tortoise won the race, you know, because the race is not given to the swift nor the battle to the strong, but it's to the one that endureth to the end. But dear Lord, how long you got to endure? I mean, you know, really? 402 years. I think we have endured. I think we have proven to you that, that hey, we are your children and you are our God. You know, we see so much heartache among our people. I mean, just senseless heartache. Sometimes, sometimes the heartache is our own fault. Sometimes it's not. But heartache is heartache. I don't care how you look at it, how you peel it back and how you fry it. I mean, a heartache is just that. But you know, he said that he even came to heal the brokenhearted. Okay, we believe that. But how long do we have to endure? You know, and it reminded me of a story. You know, I was, I was praying and I was looking through the scripture and and I was talking to a girlfriend of mine and she was telling me about a trial that she had been going through for a while and she was like you know I couldn't tell anybody and I was thinking I was like how many trials have I gone through and I couldn't tell anybody how many times have you gone through something and you just didn't have anybody that you could call on, you know? It, it reminded me of the story of the, in the Bible about the woman with the issue of blood, you know? And I'm thinking to myself, wow, to be ill that long and just be separated from everybody. But you know, it kind of angered me. I have to be honest with you, sisters. It angered me because I started thinking to myself, why? Why is it that she suffered 12 years and entered into a crowded city and nobody even knew who she was? Not saying that they didn't know her, but obviously, you mean to tell me nobody didn't see this woman crawling? Really? Really? I mean, I know that 
they were thonging him. I do. I believe that. And I know how, you know, I see the TV and I see how people are uh, flogging celebrities. But you mean tell me you ain't see her crawling? Really? Nobody? Nobody. But to think that, not only that, to think that for 12 years, nobody even reached out to her. Nobody even tried to contact her. I mean, it was to the point that this woman's name wasn't even listed. She was an unknown woman. That's how the Bible calls her. And it's like, even before then, when we see our Savior walking through, you know, we'll go back to, to Luke verse seven, chapter 7. In Luke chapter 7, you know, we see him walking and healing as he normally does. And he had to cross a funeral processional where there was a widow and uh, a widower and she was burying her only son. And he was moved upon compassion and he raised him from the dead. And I was thinking on that one. I was like, wow, you know, some of us, we have situations that are dead, dead. I mean, they're dead to the point that they're on their way to the funeral. That's dead. You know, that's really dead. That's the point of death that you have acknowledged that they're dead and you are ready to bury and say goodbye to it. And he resurrected it. That's awesome to me. And then you move on to chapter eight. And then you see another queen who has an issue of blood. And she, in a sense, interrupted our Savior from going to another instance. And this instance was when he was going to Jarius' daughter's house. And, you know, it's funny because he raised the widow's son, and she didn't have a name. Um, then he healed the woman with the issue of blood. She didn't have a name. And then at the same time, he's going to Jarius' daughters. He's going to raise Jarius' daughter. He didn't, get, he didn't say she had a name. Called her a little girl when he said, to like that kumi, arise, which means in Arabic, uh, Arab, however you want to say it, Arabian, Arabian, but it says, arise damsel, arise little girl. But it just amazes me how sometimes, even in a press, even in a place where you seem like, wow, I'm by myself, I don't even have a name, you know, that the Most High will resurrect those things in your life that he will bring to life those things. You know, we look at the widower because when we look at her and we look at her burying her only son, well, already you know that her husband is no longer there. And so you look at burying her only son, that was her only way of provision. Her son worked for her. Her son probably provided and did everything for her. So he brought that back to life. And then we go back and turn the page to chapter eight. And then we begin to read about the woman with the issue of blood and how she touched the hem of his garment. And it was so powerful that this woman with no name, she stopped him in his track. And he even began to inquire, who touched me? Who did it? Why? Because even though Others may not know your name. He does. 
He knows you. He knows right where you are. He knows your situation. He knows those hopes. He knows the dreams. Besides, he's your husband. He impregnated us with them anyway. And it's sometimes, 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 especially for us who've been, who, who's been pregnant, we know how it is when you get to that, that third trimester. Oh, my God. You're saying even in the seventh month, most time, you're like, Lord, let um, our babies, they, they live being premature at seven months. Just let the baby come, Lord. Even though you know in your heart and in your mind, that's not wise. That's not what you really want. But you're just tired. Your back hurts. Your shoulders hurt. You have to constantly drop your shoulders because they stuck by your ears most of the time. And you just wanted to breathe. But then that eighth trimester come and you think it's getting a little easier every time you go to the doctor, he's telling you a little bit more, 32 weeks, 33 weeks, 34th week, 35th week. And you're thinking, oh man, we're at the ninth. Surely the baby is coming. And you get to 36, no baby. 37, no baby. 38, no baby. 39th week. Where is this baby at? This baby needs to be coming home. And then you finally get to that 40th week and the doctor says, well, you know what? If the baby don't come within a certain amount of days, we're just going to go on and we are going to induce you. And you know, women are happy about that. You are happy to be induced with destiny. Happy to be induced with joy. But do you know that being induced is the worst labor that you can endure? Because you're being made to labor. You're being made to dilate. You're being made to come down. You're being made. But it's so much simpler when we rest. It's so much simpler when we relax and we allow the king to allow the dream, when we allow the king to bring it to pass. And it's just a personal testimony of myself because to be honest with you, queen over here been pulling out hair and you see I ain't got nothing. <laughs> I have literally been pulling my twigs you know, trying to get things to just, uh, and he had to quickly grab me and said, daughter, wifey, precious one, relax. You will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Why? Because we're queens. Yeah, I'm crown shift all the time. I'm not going to fall off. Why? Because he he began the good work in us and he's faithful enough to complete it. Yeah, because we dare to put his name on it. That's why. So in everything that we do, let's stamp it with his name. Therefore, we won't have to crawl through the crowd. No, we won't. We won't have to be on our way to bury our babies. 
now we won't. We won't even have to get to the point to where we come and have to say to light thy coming, arise dreams, arise hope, and live again. Now, why? Because some of them are still beating in the womb. Some of them, we're still nursing at the breast. Some of them, they are still, they're just, they're beginning to walk. They're beginning to run. Some of them are flying. They're taking off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So rest in the season that we're in. Just rest and know my husband got us because he loves us. Yes, he does. And just enjoy being the queens that you are. Now, again, does that mean sit back and twiddle your thumb? No, ma'am. No, 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 no. Don't get it twisted. But it does mean keep doing what you're doing. Stay on your right track. Keep your eyes focused on your prize and run towards your dream. Yeah, but run with patience because at the end of the day, this life that we're living, it's not a sprint. As our king would say, it's a marathon. So breathe, smell the roses, enjoy the journey. Yeah, because tomorrow when we wake up, we are still queens. I love you so much. Join us here tomorrow night as the queen of Grant hunting. Yep, she is having our grant writing class. Come on, it's free for everyone. And just get those tidbits that you need in order to grow your business. And also our sister has uploaded and downloaded and it is ready for you. If you wanna know all those secrets to grant hunting, she has written them all down for those who like to see it. She has spoken it for those who like to hear it. And for those who wanna even doodle with the hand, she got that for you too. My girl is on it. And then Wednesday, we have our OMA meeting. Yeah, come on and join us as we break down glass ceilings and we go forth because we are at the end of the day, evolutionaries. Yeah, we're evolutionaries because this revolution is already been won. We already did that. We got kings and queens that have gone ahead of us as revolutionaries. Huh, you better hear me now. So we, we stand behind our kings who are out there fighting and the queens, we're gonna evolutionize this thing. Ah, I love you. Join us next Monday at seven o'clock central, eight o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Pacific as we eat. Got my graham crackers. Drink, not my favorite. Don't break the glass ginger ale and anoint ourselves with the oil of gladness. I love you. Fix your crown.